Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 98 and we are rolling quickly into episode 100. Two away. Yeah, nice. 100 episodes of a podcast is freaking fantastic. I mean, with Brent Bergherm on Mm -hmm. the line joining us today, I'm going to ask you. Hey Brent, real quick, I want to say you had a podcast with Latitude and you guys went for so long without with Brian, then without Brian, did you renumber it or did everything keep the same numbers? So yeah, when we refreshed it at the beginning of this year, it was about in February or so where we kind of started thinking about redoing things and, and actually April that we started rolling things out. And um, so I started basically started over with it. So all the episodes are fresh um, on you guys are going to be actually episode 18 under the new oh, okay. newly rebooked or re- rescheduled uh, Latitude Photography Podcast. Yes. We had about 20, I think it was beforehand with myself mm, okay. and Brian McGuckin. Uh, but since I took it uh, solo, I figured I would just kind of reboot it and restart it. And okay. on occasion, I'll re I'll release some of those as latitude replays, is what I'm calling. I them. saw so that I've, replay mm. just barely. Yeah, I, I've done that once now, and I might do it two or three more times uh, here as the uh, the season rolls on. But for now, it's yeah, it's just me, and I'm getting all sorts of different interviews lined up, and then I'm gonna also be starting a, a series of of podcasts about stories behind the images. So I'll oh. be doing blog posts, mm. posts on those images. And then I'll tell you the, you know, the specific what happened to get to that, to that image, to get to nice. that story behind nice. it. So it should be pretty good. I think. Are you going to number them all differently? Is that something you're going to do? I haven't gotten into the actual numbering of the episodes. You know, it's just to say, hey, this is episode 18, episode 19. I mean, I count it, mm. I track it behind the scenes but actually when i'm publishing them i actually don't put oh, the episode number yeah. on there okay that's, yeah. that's about all we use the episode number just because we have show notes that goes with it and put that on and our post easy yet. to find it on photog adventures just type yeah. an ep and then the number of that episode yeah yeah i've i don't know i've just for some reason it just didn't seem that it was necessary but i have started to see some ideas i was like well maybe i should do mm. that but I started without it, so I've, yeah. so far I've I've kept it going that way. <laughs> but I've got a show notes website too. Lat- Latitude, the website latitudephotographypodcast.com has all the show notes there. But still, it's it's not an, an easy yeah episode three episode whatever you would have to know the title yeah, of the show. Yeah. And well, to completely and shamelessly toot our own horn, to hit at 100, that is a very high number for a podcast to make. That really is. Mm. Especially one that does it once every week. I mean, that is a lot of time in there. Two full years right, of work to right. get to 100. And it's really, it's quite awesome. It is. And when I think about listening to the old school improved photography podcast, The Roundtable with Jim, and then he yeah. would get to this point where he said, we're almost at 200. Let's do right. something special for episode 200. And they announced, you know, the first retreat, mm. the improved photography retreat. We'll do that. And then they decided to do that out there in Phoenix for the first year. Yeah, Did you yeah. come to the first year improved photography retreat? I was you there were. in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I learned how to mm-hmm. clean my lens sensor from you, actually. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. you there. betcha. Yeah, I was doing that. camera cleaning. That was one of my, probably my most popular uh, 
program there, the most yeah. popular class I had. And then, uh, but I had just joined in with the podcast in that uh, previous November. So I was really new, hardly mm. nobody knew me <laughs> at that time in, in Phoenix. But uh, then of course I was there in Charleston as well. Uh, okay. The following year, and then uh, coming up this March is Las Vegas. Uh, but due to the timing and my schedule, since I still have a, a regular job, uh, I just don't see myself making it. I'm kind of still crossing my fingers I can pull something out, but I, mm. I, it doesn't look like I'm going to make it down there. It'd be uh, awesome if you could make it. It's those regular jobs. Oh, you know, I, I just, know. There's a street, with that. one of those demons you must slay to be successful in photography, <laughs> and it's full-time work. It's pretty Pretty much, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So that's a good conversation about Las Vegas, so let's just talk right about it now. If you guys aren't already aware of it, the Create Photography Retreat, you can go to createphotographyretreat.com forward slash pahotog, P-H-O-T-O-G or O-G. I always like to make it extra confusing. Photog, photog. You know, we had people look at our email and say, oh, photo G adventures? We're like, oh, for the love, no. Just... Just remember it rhymes with eggnog. <laughs> eggnog. Eggnog photog. Photog. Eggnog. And now they're maybe, thinking, hmm, which one would I add not. to my eggnog? <laughs> You'll find us at the Create for Recovery Tree, and you guys can join us for these workshops and day trips as well as just come in. Be there part of our presentation. Brendan is teaching a macro presentation. We're both teaching how to do Milky Way photography in 45 minutes. We're both teaching post-processing and Milky Way photography. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be teaching with Brendan's help, I believe, just on the side, unless it happens to be the same time as the macro one the photo pills lesson mm-hmm. so brennan will be a part of that if not i'll do that myself if it's during his macro stuff but we are going to be yeah. busy we're excited to be there and it sucks brent that you won't be able to join us but Man, maybe maybe crush your f- if if crossed. i was going to be there i'd absolutely be at your photo pills presentation because <laughs> i love the app but oh, there's yeah. still so many things that's just like really it did that what oh, yeah it's how crazy how do i make that happen <laughs> oh my gosh uh, yes if i were to be there i would absolutely be teaching a, a print mastery class so Ooh, bringing yeah, a printer down yeah and i would just love to do that that's what's really kind of hurting because i mm. want to do that so badly i love printing and i know a lot of photographers want to be able to crack that nut about getting a really super quality print out of their printers yeah because it's not easy uh, it's not something i was that's just thinking about the other day just like you know what it's just uh, why haven't they made it easier to print yeah. like they've been printing for over uh, two decades now no, at home it, yeah. and it's Instead, just like it's become like this archaic knowledge of printing really on is. paper you need to ask someone of the tribesmen of the elders <laughs> to come down and teach you how to use paper You're like print. calibrate what is calibrate what do you Why mean you calibrate? Calibrate? i know it oh yeah <laughs> cmy what okay mm. So, so, <laughs> so yes, that would be an awesome class, I think. Uh, if you do have a chance to make it, but you're thinking, man, I can't begin to afford a place. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hey, just fly in. We'll pick you up. You can stay in our hotel room. You teach that class, and you got a bed to sleep in. And I promise not <laughs> okay. to spoon you. I promise. <laughs> oh, well, shoot. How do you say that? It's a crazy deal. How can I say no? That's right. Crazy good deal. Uh, <laughs> the perks of being with Photog Adventures, either a flat <laughs> yeah. tire or a spoon. Or sharing a bed. Well, Brent, thanks for joining us today. We are going to talk a lot more about Brent Berghern, but we have to also announce the awesome Royce Bear Nightscaper Conference. Mm. If you guys are thinking about joining that, the seats are almost sold out. Basically, the auditorium that we have at this location in Moab. It's like 160 ish. About 150 can fit in there. Mm -hmm. And so So that's all the seats that are available, and we're under. The la- I think the last 90 or so are available. I don't know the number, but I know last time I heard three or four people said they bought it and Roy said they had 100 left. And so we're in the 90s or 80s somewhere. Mm. And so you guys get Those out there. Those will fast then. Oh yeah, they're very going yeah. fast. And it's a really cool a fun... opportunity. 
completely focused on Milky Way, everything about it. Mm -hmm. And so when we're there, we'll be teaching photo pills there mostly and then doing day trips and uh, I guess I should say night trips and then mm -hmm. a workshop at the end if you want to join us for our May Escalante workshop. That one has historically been amazing. Oh my gosh. Last This last year, this last May, it was the best guys we'd ever seen. I mean, uh. day one was just unbelievably clear. <laughs> it was just... Ugh. Magical. It was, it was truly crazy awesome. satisfying to pull out with the vehicle with everyone in our workshop and get there, turn the lights off, and then have them look up and see a perfect sky and, and go. Everyone's like, "Whoa, that's right." And, yeah, and just, yes, that's right. It, it's amazing when, you, especially if you're not used to that, you're from the city or mm -hmm. something like that, and mm -hmm. you see it the first time. It's just wow. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, sounds really awesome. And like, we were doing little like you know leprechaun dances, like yes, yes. <laughs> All awesome. of my dances are leprechaun dances because I'm five foot four. <laughs> Legally, I have to declare that I'm a leprechaun. I think in some states, when I cross the border, I have to sign in and yeah. say a leprechaun has a little arrived. Green, little green stamp. <laughs> Welcome, <Awesome>. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome experiences coming up in 2019, guys. If you are oh, yeah. just getting into Milky Way photography, well, welcome, brother and sister, because you are going to spend all of 2019 wishing and hoping for everything around. No clouds, new mm -hmm. moon, and just wanting to spend all that time outside alone with the coyotes. You're going to love it. Mm -hmm. You are going to love it. So let's talk our guest, awesome Brent Bergherm, the host of the Latitude podcast, host of multiple episodes on the roundtable long before Jim left and now as after Jim has gone. Brian McGuckin was your partner with Latitude podcast and now you said you're doing yes. it alone. And I just want to say it's awesome to have you on our podcast because we've listened to you before we even got going and it's just, oh, yeah. it's cool. I mean, oh, so, so thankful. Thank Yes. Thank you for having me. And, uh, Almost at 100 episodes, so uh, you know I couldn't be your anniversary episode, but no, we're, we're we saved that honor. Bring for... it into that. That's all right. Yeah, Next we saved that harmer, that we saved that honor for Jeff Harmon because mm -hmm. nice. it's thanks to him Good. that we are at all popular. We we went from like 100 <laughs> listens in a month to 100 listens an episode, which with Jeff Harmon's bump, we had yeah. freaking Jeff yeah. Harmon oh, bump yeah. was awesome. So yet we have reserved that for him as long as he can make the schedule between now and then, and so we're stoked to have him on. Yeah, very. Cool. We might even Very do cool. have him in live. Oh, in real life, we'll have him in we could. between us. We'll sandwich him oh, he as we record. Right here next to, you know, in front of us. And, oh, I guess he's allowed to sit on that side of the table. Yeah, well, then we could talk to him <laughs> and have a conversation. You know, the one thing that surprised me about Jeff was how giant he is. You yeah, know? he's a big guy. He is a tall <laughs> is, yeah. dude. And, you know, I don't know why, Jeff, I thought that you were anything shorter than, you know, five it's foot It's because he's so eight. friendly and approachable. You Maybe know? that's why. Yeah. But I saw you're like, oh, man, I'm glad that you're on my side. <laughs> <laughs> He is the strongest warrior IT hacker I've ever met. <laughs> the technology guru. Yeah. So enough Jeff Harmon love, unless you have any Jeff Harmon stories you want to share. Well, I'm one, <laughs> and I still look up to him. So <laughs> Nice, yeah. The man, the giant, Jeff Harmon, back on episode yeah. 100. But we don't care about Jeff Harmon. We care about Brent Bergherm and what you're doing lately, man. So just to Thank get you. started off, um, yeah, what do you want to say for get starting off? Yeah, what, well, what have you been up to this last week or couple of weeks? What's uh, kind of a highlight for your what's last... Brent's life? Yeah, what's, what's your life like these days? My life, I am a university professor. I teach design and photography oh, at okay. a small university in Southeast Washington State, and so my life to these this last week has all been about just keeping my students on task and getting the design stuff going and mm. um, planning for next quarter. I've got my studio photography class, so I've been planning for that and web design and 
all sorts of stuff along those lines. So nice. um, on the shooting front with photography, uh, getting out uh, just locally here, I've got a couple of places that I just I always go back to. Uh, we have a, a place that's managed by the National Park System called Whitman Mission, and I always get mm. out there. And then a couple of city parks are doing really good. So with the fall color, uh, I got out there actually just uh, last last Sunday, I think it was. So mm, it was pretty yeah. sweet to, to get out there and shoot, even just locally. I, it's something uh, I've talked about on my podcast before, where it seems like I just don't do it very much. And a couple of months ago, I had an episode I called Turning Point. And I was just like, you know, mm. it's time that I not only do more shooting, but I just got to do more everything. So whether it's writing or shooting or just spending more time with family, that kind of stuff, I just got to get out and just do more. And so I've been kind of trying to make that happen. So mm -hmm. that, and then um, just a few other projects I'm working on, which I can talk about a little bit later. I don't want to bore you too much with the details all at once, but uh, we're so but bored that's, right that's now. That's how just so yes. bored. No, how long have you been I in I see you rolling your eyes and twiddling your thumbs. This is not oh, true. Whatever. These nope. are lies. These are lies. <laughs> all lies. Even though he can see us, it's all lies. <laughs> He's seeing us on Skype. Yep. No, I don't have the talent to roll my eyes. I'm only five foot four, guys. So real quick on university teaching, I've always wanted to be a university teacher. How long have you been doing it at that level? This is starting my 12th year. Oh, wow. 12th year. Awesome. Yes. Mm. Okay, so I, I I finished up 11 years last year and I have just been rolling with it. Um, yeah, I started way back in 2007 and I started as a part-time adjunct uh, kind of thing. And then the mm -hmm. following year they made me full-time and uh, I've just been doing that ever since. And um, it's well, the one thing, actually several things I love about it, but the biggest thing I really like about it, everything I do professionally is something that they absolutely 100% encourage and mm. actually require their faculty members to do. Oh, and nice. in this field, if you're, you know, sitting on your hands and not doing anything, you know, in the education market especially, you're useless and mm -hmm. you need to keep pushing it. And so that's one thing I really like. It just so is perfectly in tune with all of my professional development. And that's, uh, great. that's what we call it anyway in the university. So um, all my personal interests, fits right in line with all the stuff that I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. That's awesome that they don't look down on it or as like a distraction to your job for them. Right. They see it as right. a strength. Yeah, it's valuable, yes. yeah. And that's what's yes, so great about the, um, the photography and design world is constantly pushing boundaries and constantly oh, you yeah. know, incorporating new technologies and creating new things. And that's what's so cool about that is yeah. It's just always going to be something evolving in those fields. You'd honestly be useless five years in if you weren't oh, doing yeah. it still. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you'd be teaching absolutely. these guys stuff that completely doesn't apply. Right. I mean, oh, right. what a joke it would be. And yet that's exactly how some school and institutions are, where they have teachers yeah. who've known what they know, <sighs> and they reteach it every year They're for They're teaching 20-year-old technology, and you're just like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not applicable anymore. <laughs> yeah. And and we've we've seen some of that, and that's the thing that I get nervous about. And mm -hmm. uh, definitely my boss knows that's not, you know, I'm always going to conferences for uh, design and, and web stuff nice because the photography is all the stuff that I do on my own but the right uh, but then I just have the school support that uh, those efforts and it's it's going I'm really pleased with it. it's going really well awesome it's really awesome yeah so you also had a business uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about that about yeah. your business that you've taken photography into the business uh, realm and uh, tell us a little bit about that how did you get started in that in that idea so I I have operated my personal photography business since 1997 when I was a student actually at this same okay. school the the 
departments on campus were wanting their events like the music people and whatnot they were wanting their events photographed oh, and so okay. the, the enterprising student that i was i was like well i can do that for you mm-hmm. <laughs> but the problem was i actually had to quit any job at the school because i wanted to be paid higher rates <laughs> and they were if i was like you know pushing a broom for custodial as a part-time type job or whatever uh the school wasn't gonna pay me my contract rate so i was like okay i'll get a job off campus I started a business. My first business license was my dorm room. And uh, as far as the address on that, and then... <laughs> I, saw, um, I see what you're saying. I'm like, it wasn't a business called the dorm room. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the address was my dorm room. Yes, nice. And so I started there as a, what was I, a junior or a sophomore? Anyway, uh, so then I could charge the rates I wanted to charge for those event photography nice. uh, items. And then it just kind of grew from there. When I left school, I got into... Uh, photographing for the tourism Walla Walla, which is the town I live in. Oh, okay. And they had just started this new tourism Walla Walla thing to push tourism in this area. So I was uh, one of their first uh, photographers to contribute to their pool of images to begin with. And uh, of course, I did my own. I got my own contracts with several local businesses, and it just kind of started blossoming from there. The thing that really started to hurt that was when I got so busy and I was going out and getting booked six months in advance, they would then say, well, we have this event. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I'm booked. And and so when a client has you on retainer, but then you can't provide that kind of thing. So kind of moved out of that relationship and just started doing everything completely freelance. Uh, But photography has always been a side business for me. It's not been something that is full time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that... uh, I'm at that crossroads. I feel I'm at that crossroads right now where I want to ramp it up. I need to ramp it up. And if I can make it this full-time entity, I am all for that. Mm. And if I can't, well, I still have obviously my teaching job. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong there. It's fully satisfying. But if I could make it my, my full-time deal, I would totally not complain. And mm. so I'm actually working towards that goal. Awesome. One thing I have to think of, I got four kids. Right. And I have a wife that's sure. a stay-at-home mom, and so there's lots of responsibility I need to think about too. Yeah. All in mm. that, you probably were thinking about my company that I've just recently closed down, Brentrance mm-hmm. Lenses. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, I started my own rental company largely because I was like, you know, I know I could do this, and I was able to um, secure some funding for that, and we started the company. Uh, in 2014, actually, August of 2014 was my first sale. Okay. I had spent the previous eight months just researching the industry and going all crazy with all that. And, you know, I was so new to everything as far as managing a, a web-based business and all this kind of stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. And I just learned everything from the ground up. And I'm super glad I had this experience. But there came a time where I just was kind of like, you know, this just isn't this no matter how hard I push, something just isn't working right. Mm. And I had to make that decision as painful as it was. I had to make that decision, just be honest with myself and just say, I don't think that this is something that I can give it what it needs. Um. You know, if if I could have quit my job, I'm pretty sure I could have given it what it needs. It needed more time and it needed more energy than I was able to give it. So it wasn't so much competition as it was just, you need to put more energy and time, have your own time to do it. I, that's that. Uh, to me, that's the internalization of it. Mm-hmm. I think competition certainly was strong because you've got fantastic companies out there that are huge, like you right. know, Borrow Lenses and Lens 
lensrentals.com and Lens a few Cargo, others that are that are out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, Lens Rentals, they've actually been absorbing a few others and they, they joined with Lens Pro to go. Yep. They bought out ATS Rentals. So there's uh, been some small amount of consolidation in the last year in this field. And I didn't really have a problem, I don't think, with the competition. The, the biggest problem was just making sure people could find the value in dealing with me as an individual uh, versus, let's face it, the big company had a slightly more convenient website. They had a... Mm. They, they had possibly better terms of service and the like, just because they're a big company. They could mm-hmm. afford um, the losses that you couldn't afford. Mm. That's true too. And actually I had one, uh, a shipment to California. It was fairly early on. Uh, the dude kept about $3,500 worth of equipment and I was just <gasps> about ready to oh. talk about conniption fit. <laughs> I came, oh my goodness. I, I just, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I, mean, I can't imagine now just... But then I was just like, holy cow, how can this, how can this, you know, happen to me? Kind of thing. I would, you know, all these, you know, stupid no things you way. say to yourself. And could you get it long back? story short, I got it back. Oh. It took me about three months, holy but I got holy. it back. I, I, I think I can tell the story now that the company is basically closed. Mm, yeah. um, <laughs> Please, inside information. <laughs> I, I, I worked with my local sheriff. I le- worked with wow. the local uh, police uh, department down there in California. I hired a um, a private investigator type Holy individual God. to go out and knock on doors. I mean, you had the address of the guy, you had the card, had, you knew a lot I about him. I had everything. Him. Yeah, I, I really got nervous when I was like, "Okay, he hasn't responded. It's been like a week. He hasn't responded. I'm charging his card. Card was denied." And I was like, uh, "Just sunk." Uh, and I was like, "Come on, you know." And that's when I really ramped it up. I was like, "Nope, I'm getting this." You know, <laughs> if I had to fly down there myself. But of course, that could have been really bad. But that's just how much like <laughs> you were ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were so, ready to throw your fisherman's hat on the ground and stomp him. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, when I talked with one of the police officers down there, he was like, "Oh yeah, we we kind of know this individual." I was oh, like, "Really?" I'm like, oh, that's hey, bad why news. can't I know this beforehand? You Do know, a background, you need a background check for your customers. Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> so. So yeah, got the gear back. Uh, was it, it soiled? How was the, <laughs> how was the equipment? <laughs> there was there was one little scratch. It was a seven D Mark II, and there was mm. one little scratch on the LCD screen on the back. Ah, oh, And I was just like, I just can't live with this. So yeah. I sent it off to Canon CPS. It was like three hundred bucks. I was like, I don't care. I just have to have it new. Look nice, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to clean this. I have to wash my hands of it. I have to move on. Wow. I can't have this reminder yeah. that's constantly haunting me. <laughs> Remember and, me? The scratch, yeah. <laughs> and, and so for $300, it was worth it to just not have that haunting me ever again. But that was the only serious issue I ever wow. had. I had another guy who, um, he was in the uh, Seattle area. Uh, he uh, rented... Uh, a 5D Mark IV and a 16 to 35 F2.8. Mm-hmm. And um, we had lots of emails back and forth because he wanted so much gear and he couldn't afford the deposit that I was charging because for first time renters that I had to ship it out, I was doing a deposit at that time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And um, so we, we whittled it down to these two pieces of gear. And so, um, so I send it out to him. He sends it back. Everything's good. Two or three weeks later, I get a notice from my bank. I'm getting a charge back. And I was like, no, what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work. So I actually was able to successfully do that. And of course, on the on the things um, that he fills in on the chargeback, he's all like, 
Well, I returned the equipment and I wrote back on my feedback to the bank. I was like, of course you returned the equipment. I'm a rental company. <laughs> and, and then I just <laughs> forwarded everything to the bank that I had, all the correspondence, all of my terms and conditions, everything. Uh, it was like a week and I had my money back. So it was, oh, that one wasn't, geez, wasn't a big deal. Chargebacks should be the worst. You got to oh fight gosh. with all that junk. Oh, I can see yeah. why you're happy to move on. <laughs> and then, well, and then the banks are still requiring faxes. And I'm like, who faxes oh my gosh, anymore these days? I have to go find somewhere to do a fax yeah, and then seriously. somehow yeah. get it right? <laughs> yeah. So oh. it, so uh, thankfully we still have one at work and I was able to use that. But still, it's just like, seriously, <laughs> this is just stupid. So after but, after all of this new business it. stuff, let me ask you, what piece of advice would you give someone out there who's got that hobby of photography mm-hmm. and they're ready to get into it full-time, somehow part-time, and make money doing it? Do you have any advice for them? Well, the first advice is probably cliche. That is, don't quit your day job, at least not yet. Mm. This is something you got to test it out. you gotta You got to figure it out as it relates to how are you going to make that that mortgage payment, that rental payment, you know, how are you going to put gas in the car? There's so many things that we just need to, to live. And if you've got that uh, figured out, then it's time to really, you know, you've really seriously have some income coming like a couple of years ago, several years ago now, before I um, became a professor, I actually had, uh, I was working at a job at the local newspaper doing design for their advertising department. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was making uh, a certain amount of money. Let's say it wasn't very much, but I was just making some money. (laughs) And I, and I, as a part-time, you know, photographer, just, this was my full-time job. They gave me, you know, benefits and everything. But as a photographer working on the side, I was making half the amount of what I was making at that job. Mm. I was just like, why can't I do this, you know, full-time? Why can't I make this happen? Uh, I ended up taking another job being a manager of a sign company that I thought would actually give me more time to explore my photography and focus mm-hmm. on my photography. Boy, was I wrong. Manager, yeah. <laughs> the word manager, manager that, throws me off right there. Yeah. That was, that was um, it gave me good business experience that I needed, and mm. I had uh, a good experience, learning experience for that, that helped me understand a lot of things, not only about myself, but about business. Right. But it was about... Um, just the time, oh my goodness, it was it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> becoming a professor has definitely uh, helped with that because you know again the expectations you need to go and push, you need to keep moving forward with your with your industry. And so the That's advice cool. that I uh, yeah. you know coming back to the advice I have for photographers that I can say is to just keep pushing, find new connections, and I might even say focus on doing what you can to naturally organically grow a new connection that's really super meaningful every week. Mm. If you can't do that and you can't connect with other people, that's the biggest thing that, um, that I've had a problem with, I think, is trying to make that connection and making that connection natural. And I think that's mm. another thing that I was being challenged with the lens company. This is like the first time. So you guys are really, I, I consider you guys really lucky. <laughs> yes. I haven't opened up to anybody about this lens company. <laughs> oh man, you're awesome. Thank you. Sure. Well, I've only put... mentioned it in passing on mm-hmm. the master photography podcast and in <laughs> passing on my, on my latitude podcast. Yes. But I it, did offer it, to spoon you. So maybe up, that's why. Up. It's a woman. You offered to not spoon me. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the real motivation was that I promised not to do that. Yeah. Don't let's, yeah, let's, let's remember let's not to. Here. Yeah. <laughs> 
getting spooned by someone half your height doesn't feel as good. <laughs> my wife like a... is half my height. <laughs> okay, oh. well, maybe he's used to it then. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but remember, not. It's but I'm not, not going okay. to do it. I promise I won't okay. do it. Let's, let's underail this, let's this train wreck. So if you're opening up about your lens company, and what are you going to say? Yeah, so it's about... You know, when I'm talking about an educational offering or my podcast or something about my photography or anyone else's photography, mm -hmm. that is just so much more natural of a conversation for me. Oh, sure. Trying to talk about rental gear and, and stuff like that, it was just, it, it, mm. it was a subconscious thing for me where I was just like, I feel like I'm always just being the salesman. And I kind of sort of felt like that proverbial Aww. used car salesman type of thing. I shouldn't say always, just sometimes it felt that way. Mm -hmm. And so I would kind of clam up about it. And of course, that's, I think, what did me in. I, I need to not oh, okay. have that feeling. And um, and, it, and it started to become that way. And and it's just these educational opportunities are more, you know, I've been a teacher for so long. Education has actually run deep in my, runs deep in my family. And so it just felt super duper natural mm. to just kind of focus more on these items. And so I, I just realized, well, I'm, I'm longing to do this kind of thing. How can I incorporate that with a company? How can I do this? How can I do that? But I just can't do it all. Yeah. And so something had to give. And so that's what gave, basically. Okay. So you're going to focus more on educational stuff, too? Like you're, you're going to do a print video, you said, and maybe build some courses around online video kind of education? Yeah, so so my plan here is I've got workshops that I've done and that I do. I've got planned some workshops. And then I'm also currently, I've got the studio all set up at the school, actually, uh, which is, again, just so grateful that I have the facility there. But I'm basically doing a, a master print workshop that you'll be able to do as an online course. Oh, and yeah, I saw so, the image posted on Facebook. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and my point that I'm going to have with that, I really hope, I, I've been starting to announce that I'm going to release it in, in, in uh, March, but really, quite frankly, March is when my spring break is. That's also when the Master Photography or the Create Photography Retreat happens. Uh -huh. uh, so really spring break, I'm probably going to put the final touches on it, but um, April is really what I'm looking for as a release time mm -hmm. for that. But the biggest point I think I'm going to try and make with that is it's not just going to be your average okay, I watch these videos and he tells me what to do and it doesn't work. Oh, and I'm going to get frustrated. And because it's so persnickety, these, mm -hmm. these things are so persnickety. But as part of the course, I'm going to limit enrollment because you're actually going to get uh, a time frame where you can have any question answered, bar none, oh, doesn't matter as it relates that. to printing. Yeah. <clears throat> and yes. I'm going to invite you as a as a student of my course to actually send in your prints and i'm going to give you direct feedback on those prints yeah very cool but in doing so that's going to require the student to also uh be more willing to be contemplative be more receptive be more thoughtful about the printing they're doing mm -hmm. and I, but i have a feeling those who are wanting to get into the printing i think they're going to be doing that anyway they're going to want yeah. that yeah, kind of like, approach yeah. so cool. it's going to be about not only learning the mechanics of printing but learning the art, learning the what it takes to elevate your print off the screen, under the paper, canvas, whatever it is mm -hmm. that your is your chosen medium, and just making it as perfect as it can be for what it is. Very well, that's cool. That's awesome. Is there a site right now that people can go to to learn more about it? Right now, everything is 
pretty much in my head. Okay. And so Brent I've, made, I've started making the mistake of kind of talking about it in one regard, but in another sense, it's, it's, it's good to talk about it because it helps me yeah. form. It helps me understand what people are looking for. And it sure. just really helps, um, helps the conversation as it relates to uh, the work that I'm doing and uh, making sure I'm doing work that people want and what, mm -hmm. what they're needing. Because I've been able to ask a few people that I'm connected with online, you know, what are your challenges that you're facing? Because I need to know how to address that and, and make sure that that gets, um, that gets yeah. covered. Yeah, awesome. It, it, the current plan is it will be sold through my personal website. That's brentbergherm.com. So okay. I'll just add a course plugin to my WordPress website. Very cool. And I will, I will just have it as one of the options on the, um, on the menu items there. Sweet. Cool. And then as you get this thing out and you launch it, just let me know and I will update our description of this podcast for anyone who's jumping into it in mm -hmm. the future. Right. Hey, hello future. Tell us, is it working hey, hey. out okay? Hopefully. Yeah, like in the yeah. show notes, we can put a link directly to <laughs> the course. And they'll go right and, to the yeah. course and they can get it. Now, a limited cool. offer is definitely going to make it tough, but I'm sure you'll mm -hmm. have some information on there for the next enrollment. So Yeah, ahead. so we'll, we'll have two or three enrollments per year because the course should take about... Uh, I don't know, five to, to eight weeks to go through um, mm -hmm. as people are sending me their prints and the like. So cool. as you watch the videos, you go through the course, you take the, uh, you send me your, your prints. And I'll, I should also mention, I will also have, after the first couple of go-arounds, I'll then release it as just download videos only. Right. But um, for those that want that extra service, that is also going to be available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're reading my mind on some of the course offerings that I have coming up. So that's awesome. Great. Very Let's go cool. into our first break of the podcast. We'll yeah. come back and join Brent Bergherm and talk more about his photography, travel stories, and something special where this guy is going to make sure if you're interested and you haven't already scheduled it out yet, you have an opportunity to go to Chile with him for the eclipse and have an amazing experience that doesn't actually peak at the eclipse there's another part of the trip that goes to easter island so we'll come oh, back yeah. and talk more about that awesome Hey guys, if you noticed that you missed episode 97 and didn't have access to it, it's because you didn't have patreon.com forward slash photogadventures and sign up at the $5 or more level in order to get access to our Monday interview podcast. So from now on, all odd number episodes are going to be our interview podcasts. And then the other even number episodes are going to be available as they have been every Wednesday. So thank you guys so much who are patrons. Thank you guys so, so much. Those of you who are considering on the fence, go to patreon.com forward slash photog adventures check it out jump in at the five dollar level or more and you'll get access to those episodes every odd number episode in the future hey welcome back to the photog adventures podcast we're still here with brent bergham and uh we're going to talk to him uh, now a little bit about his travels some of his stories of his actual photography and brent what is some of your favorite kind of photography do you like landscapes or are you more of a nature guy like what what's your style yeah i have always characterize my work as travel outdoor which could probably be the most broad type mm. of photography because i'll do pretty much anything if i can go somewhere with my camera and if i can be outdoors okay mm. so whether it's your standard street photography on the streets of berlin right now you know i loaded mm -hmm. up my lightroom catalog so i could kind of be inspired and reminded mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, with what <laughs> to look at you know i'm looking at an image right now of the um the berlin wall and how it is, there we go for oh, you guys. Wow. You can now see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so nice. 
uh, it's a black and white. We've got the uh, the crusty Berlin Wall that's um, disintegrating off to the side. We have a railing in front of us that's keeping the standard tourist from picking at the wall. <laughs> and then you've got this nice modern building behind it. So it really just is telling a story about mm. uh, present day, but what it was also. Right. And I really love being able to dig into whatever story. I also just love history. Yeah. So if I can mix any bit of that into it, oh my goodness, I just, I, I'm just in heaven. Nice. Uh, you know, I think of going to Dubrovnik. I've been there twice, and that's where one of my workshops is going. Actually, this summer as well. Hmm. It, the the, the cool. city on the city on the um, the Adriatic Sea. It's it's the very southern part of Croatia. Oh, it's a, a, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. They call it the Pearl of the Adriatic. It is just, I you know, I'm I'm speechless almost <laughs> talking about Dubrovnik <laughs> because. Of all the places, um, of all the places you can go to, you know, admittedly, I've not been to Venice. I've not been to some of these other places um, that are just super duper hotspots. But Dubrovnik is one of those super duper hotspots that as yet, for those of us in the U.S., really hasn't risen on many of our radar screens Mm. as an amazing location. But it's this 13th century city that has this fantastically wow. huge wall all array around it. <laughs> yeah. And you can get up on that wall and you can walk around and just get all the different, from the rooftops to the people down below on the streets to, uh, you know, the, the seas, the, the, the sea view out on the ocean. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. The only thing I have a problem with it now is their last <laughs> September. Is and the... Is the fact that they, they don't let you stay there till sunset now. Oh, they don't. What? When I was there in 2005, it was much looser. You could just go up there and, yeah, they would close it off, you know, at a certain time, but you could go uh, at least until sunset. So I got a couple of cool shots. How do they close sunset. it off? Are we talking where the wall is, the old wall, and everything on the inside is just off limits after no, sunset? N- no, it's the the wall in area, in certain areas is... Well, it's between five. The walking path on top of the wall is between five and about thirteen or fifteen feet wide. Mm. So you can you pay your money and you there's about five entry points to where you climb up this a flight of stairs oh, and see. you get onto the wall and then they basically point you in one direction. So all the foot traffic is going one direction, and mm. once you're up there, it takes about well, it takes me about three or four hours to go around it. If you were just doing a simple walk, you could probably do it in an hour and a half. Wow. But it's, but big. it's, it's big. Uh, there, there's a little bit of climbing because it's not, you know, it's not a level terrain, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's just, it's excellent. It's, it's a fantastic experience. And for shooting, I actually like doing what I can to get there. Uh, this last time I was there in the morning, uh, got some really good shots of the, somewhat earlier morning light uh, and then it just fills up like crazy because it's one of the most popular places for Europe to to descend upon mm. um, so it does get filled up like crazy but I've also been uh, last summer I went and then in 2005 I went also to the city of Split which is uh, their, their transportation hub and mm. Diocletian's palace is there Diocletian was the last Roman emperor to persecute the Christians, and then he himself became a Christian, and his palace, where he retired across the Adriatic from the you know the boot of Italy, that's his palace, and it was just so delightful back in 2005. But now there's so many people there. Uh, I just actually did not like 
that experience. But thankfully, oh, Dub- Dubrovnik, in my opinion, hasn't been ruined yet. Um, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to complain about the Game of Thrones fans that were coming there. <laughs> they, they kind, of, yeah, they kind of are in Star Wars. Uh, one of the most recent, mm. or one of the most recent ones, had a. Um, Oh shoot! I forget what it was called. It was a city of something or other, but it was also filmed in Dubrovnik. Oh. Um, and then, um, if you're looking up uh, other images, look up Flitvis Lakes. That's the other place we're going to. How do you say that? What lakes? P l i t v i c e. And what I like to say is, Plitvis Lakes is not about the lakes. It's about the waterfalls. Oh, the if waterfalls. you like waterfalls, uh, we're talking I do. like wow. I do. Five to seven miles. And this of, is in Croatia. Trails. This is in Croatia. Okay. Yeah. Five to seven miles of just trail after trail after trail uh, that takes you to waterfall after waterfall from 250 wow. feet waterfalls to you know tiny little rivulets of water. Oh uh, wow! It's I amazing. There. So there's there's three there. rivers. <laughs> there's three rivers that come in. And there's 16 main lakes, and they all converge, and they have these different levels of water, uh, the waterfalls that are cascading over these cliffs. And it's just amazingly gorgeous. And so so green, too. It's just such a green view. It's amazing. And so we'll have, um, we're going to have actually about two full days there. We'll get there Sunday night. This is in August, by the way, the very tail end of August. We'll get there Sunday night. We can and join then, <laughs> We're going to join, we'll join you on that workshop. <laughs> we're going to pay our way on to join because August is a good month for us, and that sounds like an amazing place. Oh, yes. it's, and then we'll be there all day Monday, and then we'll be there the beginning of Tuesday. And it's just – so we'll have a full two days to just absorb and, and walk around and absorb. You know, my point yeah. on this workshop is not to just go bang, 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 bang and get all the, mm-hmm. the hot spots, so to speak. My point is to encourage people slow down. Figure out what you're going to do. Yeah, and take let's it do in. some really good stuff. Oh, yeah, what days yeah. are you and out there again? So people who are thinking about it or looking at the schedules, like yeah, I am right now. So it's um, for that one. It's in the tail end of August, so it's like oh. August um, 25 through 30th. Oh, right. And then I also have a bonus into um, Montenegro and Bosnia Herzegovina after that. So if people want to tag on a little extra. Uh, for another half a week or so, we can tag on a little extra and head on down to Montenegro and on up through Mostar, which has got a beautiful old bridge. And it's just, I was there last September. It's gorgeous. Oh, man. Damn. That's awesome. We already have a workshop that we're selling on that same week, and we have we some have people to do participating. Trip, so, then. yep, we're just going to have to go oh, dude. on our own. <sighs> yeah, do it. It's it, I had a fellow contact me. He's like, well, I'd go, but I'm going to be in Boston that weekend. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> because oh, man. It's such a great place. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, and then uh, we will actually have one little stopover in the tiny little town of Trogir, T-R-O-G-I-R. Oh. It, it is close to Split, but it is uh, old town, you know, ancient old town heaven on earth kind of a thing. It's just mm. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, Croatia is a quite a sight to come out to this area, and we're talking. This is a very European country. If you've been to Italy, being in yeah. Croatia feels the same. There's, if anyone ever wondered about safety or security in Croatia, there's nothing to worry about. I've right? never heard anything classic European. Yeah. You could get something stolen from by anybody in any oh, yeah. place, but not like you're in any danger. This is not a. 
This is not a troubled country. Croatia is an amazing country. Mm-hmm. They they had some troubles back in '95 when they declared independence and they had <laughs> right? you yes. know their war yeah. uh, from Yugoslavia the, from Yugoslavia and uh, Slovenia and Croatia. Yeah. That that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is yeah, just and, and it's so beautiful. The, the the nice thing about the history, you know, you're talking about if you've been to Italy, it's no different. Along the coast, yeah, it's totally right because the Venetians. Uh, ruled everything mm-hmm. except for when you get down to Dubrovnik. It was actually the the Republic of Ragusa. Ragusa was, was Dubrovnik. Yeah, mm. like like the pizza sauce. I know. I'm trying mm. to think. What is the Ragusa? I don't know them. What were they? Yeah. Babylonian? Were they Turkish? Were they? They they were kind of sort of propped up by the Turks because uh, the Turks didn't like the Venetians, you know, having too much power. So there there is some evidence of you know them being propped a little bit up by the Turks, but okay. by by and large they were their own people. Um, I was reading a book before I went last summer about that and how uh, they would have traders going to Turkey, I think it was, and they would basically be held hostage until the other traders from Turkey were returning back. And so they couldn't, they couldn't come back. And I was just like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that informs my photography, but it's still an interesting tidbit. That's what history <laughs> so, is. It's awesome. Yeah. The moops. It was the moops. The moops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, guys, we got a couple of um, history buffs really going at it here. So we're going to reel it, reel it back to our photography uh, here. And uh, uh, <laughs> is Seinfeld still history? <laughs> No, but it's Seinfeld. It's okay. Seinfeld's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's our fourth we, we work. Could, of... We could go down that rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> that that in the office. Let's go. So photographically, Seriously. are you talking about these places? As I'm getting out there really early in the morning, and I'm going to capture an awesome sunrise in this location and sunset only, or are you doing architecture throughout the whole place throughout the whole day? We are intending. So, like when we're in uh, Plitvis uh, Lakes area, I've actually reserved out in the country a farm stay. So Ooh. it's like a bed and breakfast. We're going to be able to wake up at sunrise or before. That's going to be awesome. That's awesome. Step out our door and quite frankly, I don't know exactly what's going to be there, but we'll have a van. We can drive to whatever we need to, but it's out in the countryside. It's this little farm stay. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of animals or something that we'll be able to, to play with in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the park opens at seven in the morning. So we'll plan to get there as soon as we can after breakfast. And then at about uh, 10 to 11 o'clock in the morning, that's when the day trippers from uh, Zagreb, Zadar, and uh, Split all show up mm. because each of those places is about two hours away. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And they will, and they have these day buses. They just, they just flood the place. And this is going to be August when all of Europe is on vacation. So oh, yeah, it's August. <laughs> so we're going to plan during that during though that day, especially on on Monday, we're actually going to say, let's not arm wrestle all these people because <laughs> it's just hideous to try and do that with a tripod. Mm. And we're going to go ahead and kind of lay low because people will have just gotten in the country; they're going to probably need a rest. And so we'll lay low that first day uh, during the midday. Maybe go drive out somewhere, get ourselves a, a nice lunch. Uh, but then we'll be back on the trail when the day trippers start leaving, which is about 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And then we'll be able to shoot until 7. Oh, that's then great. we'll be back at it again the next morning uh, until about, again, that 10 o'clock, 10.30 time frame. And then we're going to drive during the middle of the day down to our next destination. So by and large, we're going to use the middle of the days, at least at the beginning of the trip, as just kind of sort of doing something else mm-hmm. or transport. Good call. Once we're in 
once we're in Dubrovnik, that's where we're going to be able to hide ourselves away in the little recesses of the of the city and and just do all sorts of awesome stuff mm-hmm. either outside the city because they have some really awesome uh, overviews of the city as well. Uh, go find some other landscape options, uh, city, seascapes. The thing about the Mediterranean though, there's just hardly any big waves, so that's it, it just doesn't have the waves that you're going to have in the Atlantic or the Pacific. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it's such an enclosed uh, body of water, yeah. But we'll still be able to find something. There's, there's, there's no lack of of opportunity. Oh no, oh, no, it looks amazing. There's, there's mountains up behind the city. We're going to be able to get up there and just explore in the mountains behind the city. It's just, yeah, it's going to be great. That's sounds awesome. amazing. It sounds worthwhile to renegotiate the time of that workshop that we were going to. Uh, maybe, maybe a week ahead. Maybe if we can <laughs> bump it up a week, maybe. So, uh, before... well, I, I have thought of actually moving since since I had some some people saying, "Oh, I'm busy during that time in August." I literally have thought of moving it to the first week in September. So if I get more people saying move it to the first week in september please you might two have votes. two votes you might have two votes I, right there I, actually i i at this point in time when we're recording i don't have anyone at the present signed up <gasps> but i also don't want people to say oh he's gonna move it I you know if it's it now. if it's <laughs> if you can fit it in just just sign up and and we'll make it you know we'll keep it there there's many great reasons to move it just for the fact of all the holiday in europe ending in Mm. august you have that first week in september where it's still really really warm still really great weather and Mm -hmm. you don't have the masses you'll have plenty of people but you won't have the the masses Mm. it it doesn't really trail i was there last year in the first week of september there there really wasn't much difference oh Uh, really the vacationers are still there it's still there so that that's we're not going to see a drop. You don't see you don't really see a drop until mid September, mm. and that's when I have to report for work because we're on the quarter system. Thankfully, I don't get back to work until the tail end of September. Mm. Well, that's a good time. If for you want to move then. the first week of September, yeah. we totally would join you. It's it's looking very promising, especially since we're in Europe anyway, from the 16th to the 23rd for our Faroe Islands workshop, and so to spend time with you guys out in Split, Plitvis, and Dubrovnik is that all part of the same workshop or are they separate? That's all part of the same workshop. <gasps> the separate okay. the separate part is going down into Montenegro and uh, uh, Mostar Mo- Bo- uh, in Bosnia Herzegovina. So you could join for that part. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Very cool thing. Now, Brennan mm-hmm. and I are starting to think, so we have to take a break to think because we need to think about this a little bit. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take our last break of the podcast and we'll come right back with Brent Bergherm and we'll talk about your photography stories. Want to hear some stories? If yeah, you sit yeah, down do that. with your heroes and an audience of people you can't wait to tell a funny or scary story <laughs> to, what would you tell yes. and what would you share? That's what's coming up next. All right. You got it. You guys heard us talk about the Royce Bear Nightscaper Conference. Well, before the Nightscaper Conference, we have a Southern Utah workshop that's lining up perfectly to go right into the conference. You can join us for the Southern Utah workshop from the 26th of April to the 30th, where there's four nights getting at the Goblin Valley Goosenecks Natural Bridges National Monument. They're right before the Nightscaper Conference, and that works right into it. We will be at the Nightscaper Conference. And then when we leave from there, we're going to our Escalante workshop in May. So that May 6th through 10th Milky Way workshop at Escalante with awesome, awesome locations there. Come and make a week or two out of it and hang out with us at the Nightscaper Conference. Learn more at photogadventures.com forward slash adventures. Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast. We're hanging out with Brent Bergherm and we are hearing things that are just causing us to want to spend money. I mean, we just want Um, to go to Europe and experience these places that, you know what? 
before tonight have not been on my list of places to go. I know. Well, I've seen pictures of it and I didn't know exactly where it was. I knew it was Croatia. Croatia has been in the back of my mind, like yeah. in a, on the very tail end of my bucket list. But now that I'm seeing these images and knowing Brent's going there and having a workshop, I'm thinking I'm going to have to bump that up a lot, <laughs> a lot. Oh, it's yeah, it's great. Leading into our Faroe Islands workshop next <clears throat> September, I think we are definitely going to be joining Brent for something, if not all of it. Mm. But imagine Brent, we're out there and we're hanging out and there's a campfire or some enjoyable cafe that's on the edge of some river and we're looking out over a city with the lights and you're telling us stories. You're going to tell us some, here's a photography story you need to hear. <laughs> what comes to mind? What's the first one you say? I got to share this one. All right. So I got two that I that I figured okay. might, might do well here. The first one... We will judge is, them both. Which one's the best? <laughs> which just we one? Judge, no, no, no. We will give judge us them. both of them, and then we will <laughs> oh. judge the one that is the best. Oh, you'll judge. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so the first one is in Ireland, mm. and boo, that's not Croatia. No, no, Ireland's awesome. Hey, this is this is this is. So I I was on a photography workshop eons ago, back in two thousand three, I think it was when we had those things called photography magazines around, you know, Pop oh, Photo yeah. and American What's a uh, magazine? Photo. The yeah, internet yeah, on, right? in paper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so I was I was on this Irish workshop and we had the author Frank McCourt with us. It was just a fantastic experience. He for some reason uh he was a he was a friend of the organizers of the workshop. So it, cool. and it added a whole lot to the to the show. Very cool. But anyway, after the after the workshop, my wife actually came along and after the workshop uh, we had uh, an extra three days or so, uh, so we rented a car Sweet. and we just took off uh, throughout the Irish uh, countryside, and we went to this place called the Hoare Abbey, and that's H-O-R-E. Your wife was along. That's a good thing he added in <laughs> yes. that part. My wife was with me, because if he didn't add that part, he's like, and so the first place we went to was the Hoare Abbey. <laughs> it, it is it has, it has possibly the worst name, possibly, depending on what your... You know what your what your rating is and your, right. your internal contradiction, mind there. like an abbey like for nuns, but horse. <laughs> yes, yes. So and and it is close to this place called the Rock of Cashel, and this is a, a, a castle mm -hmm. on the Rock of Cashel. <laughs> so confusing. yeah, it's a that's almost a tongue twister. The Cashel Castle uh, on the Rock. But of we were at the abbey first, and I was just getting all these wonderful pictures. And in order to get out to the abbey, you have to cross through this this uh, this field that all these cows are you know mooing and grazing and all sorts of stuff <laughs> doing cow and, things you know heathens cows are rather docile but still you know they're a couple of tons and i'm you know little old me so uh i was a little bit nervous about it a couple of times but after a while i was like yeah they're they're, they're cool they, and they think i'm cool too so yeah, they don't, uh, they, they, they left me God. alone so i was done there we got into our little fiat punto and we drove on up to the Rock of Cashel, which is like a mile away or so, maybe two at the most. Punto, yeah. And I'm just tooling around, uh, getting some good pictures. And my wife, she's got her little point and shoot she's doing. And I had taken my camera bag off and I had put it down. Uh, but of course, I still have my tripod and my camera with me. Okay. And so I'm going around, I'm shooting. And all of a sudden, a little bit of a sprinkle comes up. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I saw this uh, rainbow kind of go, woo, you know, just kind of come in and Ooh, and, cool. and disappear. I was like, oh, I, I was like, I can't believe it. And so I said, Carrie, that's the name of my wife. I was like, Carrie, car. And so I'm running to the car. <laughs> and she's like, oh, what? And so I get to the car and slam it and just peeling out in this tiny little three-cylinder car. <laughs> and I pull into the little tiny parking lot at the Whore Abbey. And I'm like, I have... I have no time. This light, this this rainbow is awesome. And I don't know if you guys have seen the image 
uh, from Galen Rowell he, when he was in Lhasa. And he has the, the, I think it's the Patala Palace with his rainbow coming up out of it. And his oh. story is he's Maybe running up this this road. He's running up this road so he can align the rainbow with this this palace. Oh, yeah, I have oh, seen that. Oh, my gosh, and, yes. <laughs> and so I have that image in my mind as I'm doing this. I'm like, I have to line up the abbey with this rainbow. So I'm running. Amazing. And I line it up with this thing i'm running across this 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 fence and uh this rock this rock wall i should say and i line it up and it's perfect and i'm just like i zoom in i got my 80 to 200 on there before we had 70 to 200s we had 80 Mm, to 200s and um so i line it up and it's just perfect this image just comes (gasps) out and I'm just like oh. that. That gasp is they're they're seeing the image now. Yeah, oh I was just gonna gosh. say that to them too. Is that on the screen on <sighs> Skype we're seeing the image now? So we're gasping not because a ghost just came in the room. Okay, but you have to put it in the show notes. <laughs> we have to show that. Uh, that please that allow us to share that because we'll, that looks awesome. I'll, I'll put it on my Facebook and you can uh, you can put Link it in your show it. notes. Okay, awesome. You got it. And um, oh, so then I was gorgeous. like, oh, I was like, I, I got extra happy because i was noticing it was a full-on rainbow and i was just like yes and so i (laughs) ran back to the entrance and i'm running out by those cows and i was like again dang it why are they right on the trail and so i was like screw it and i just ran right by them and they were just like huh you know (laughs) and it was like you know i i should again they're they're cool why why am i getting so nervous and so i came up to it and i again realigned the the abbey with the rainbow and it was perfect it was coming way up out of the abbey kind of fading as it went towards the top mm-hmm. and it came right down boom right in the rocket cashel oh, oh really i was like yes Money. and i wish i could show you that image but i left my camera bag with my 20 millimeter lens which would have gotten the whole thing in one frame oh. back at the rocket cashel i wondered if that camera bag was going to come back in the story because i'm like no he didn't emphasize that he picked that up and he was grunting commands to his wife he's like carry car that's it that's all he could get out and he ran so i was like i bet that bag is still there mm. and it's not still there today it's just you left your wide angle lens I left the bag with my two or three extra lenses. I had my 20 millimeter. That's when I shot Nikon. I had a 20 millimeter F2.8. I absolutely loved that lens. And I left it there. And I was just like, you know, a few little bad nasties going on in my mind. It was like, oh, well. If you only knew that in 2018, (laughs) you could have easily taken nine or 12 images and stitched them all together without almost any effort right right you know he and you didn't take those images and then, then stitched it now yeah <laughs> back then yeah I, I was i was shooting slide and back then you know i uh in 2002 i went to um in, went to hong kong and i had this image that i'm gonna tell you about just briefly this isn't my other story okay oh, good. Um, we won't count it then <laughs> it was um it's a three pa- it's a three frame panel and it took me over an hour and a half to stitch manually <gasps> because i did it before <laughs> I did it before Photoshop mm-hmm. knew how to stitch images together. Right. And and now that, uh, through my days. agent, I'm listed with Danita Delamont, and um, she has uh, opened the market up for me on that image. And Wynn Casinos in Macau has <gasps> bought it for a project that they have for the last nine or six years or eight years. Oh, I don't know how many years. That's um, awesome. It's, it's just a hundred or 200. I don't know how much it is even uh, that I can think about it, but... Uh, but they've used it rather consistently for some reason, and hmm. 
okay, I'll take your money. That's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. it's this image that I, you know, I shot way back in 2002 and they're still using it. It's of, um, that's really Victoria, cool. Victoria Harbor at night in uh, Hong Kong. So, okay. Very cool. <clears throat> oh, that's amazing. I think everybody in your car, in your work, wherever you're at right now, just take a moment to have a moment of silence with us for that 20 millimeter <laughs> For the missed opportunity picture. of not being able to stitch back then. But yeah. he just interrupted his own moment of silence. <laughs> 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 but what? <laughs> does it does it not make, I, I feel, and maybe this is just me being precocious, but I feel it makes a pretty good story. Oh, it, it does. It really does. It does. Because... I think you can feel my pain. No, especially since you have the first I, image to show us. Like, this it, was amazing. It, it uh-huh. could have been more amazing. Like, oh, my gosh. And, and, I, and I, think, I think most photographers can identify in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form with that missed opportunity. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. all, of us have, all of us have some kind of story like that, I'm sure. So, yeah. That, I, we could write like, a country oh. song or two about photography miss, you know, missed opportunities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Photog misadventures. <laughs> now, let me tell you uh, a tale. The Rainbow about... <laughs> Whore Abbey. That's an amazing shot. Too bad whore is in the middle of that name. Rainbow Whore Abbey. Yeah. Do they spell it W-H-O-R-E or is it meaning something no. else? It's just H-O-R-E. H-O-R-E. Oh, whore. Just whore. So it just happens to have the homonym that mm-hmm. sounds like it's a whore, mm-hmm. but it's not a whore. Yes, yeah. yes. It's the last name. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. In Dutch, there's a word for A, like, pass me the grapes, eh? Could you do that, A? Instead of saying A, they say whore. It's H-O-O-R. So it's like, mag ik de whore? Yeah, whore. It's goed, hoor. Yeah, wel goed, hoor. Yeah, goed. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. so they say whore all the time, and it makes us Americans giggle. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> he just asked his wife if she could pass the vegetables and called her a whore. <laughs> so we always giggled at that. And so, yeah, yeah, good. That's, that's good news. I'll take the like, W out of my notes. It's no longer a whore. <laughs> like, like when a German tells you to exit? Asphart? Asphart. Asphart. Das ist verbunden, mein Freund. Who asfarted? <laughs> you who left? Uh, we will move on to your second story now before I carry on any more fart humor. <laughs> yes. Again, underail this train wreck. It's not a wreck. It's in bonus trip. It's beautiful, actually. <laughs> so the, the next one is, um, is a story, I guess, also sort of a pre-visualization, but it's about being crazy uh, to get the shot you need. Mm, <laughs> and nice. so this story is also from a while ago, but I was in India and I was touring with some, uh, actually with my wife's grandfather. Uh, mm. We were there for doing some documentary work for a church organization. That's cool. And cool. Um, we had about a day or so. Uh, well, the unfortunate part was, I'm going to add a little extra tidbit to it. I actually got sick there too. Uh, uh, spent the weekend in the hospital. They went up the Ganges River and also and went to the Taj Mahal. And just like, really? You went to those beautiful... I knew they were going, but you know, <laughs> I, I was bummed. Oh. But when I got out, when I got out, we went to this place called Albert Hall. And oh, uh, yeah. this is, uh, I think it's a museum now. And so this has this a big ring of a road that goes around it. Mm-hmm. And so we came up in our minivan and uh, they were pretty cool. Actually, the, the driver allowed me to have the sliding door open so nice. I could just shoot, you know, boom, drive by, you. Shoot, <laughs> drive by shooting. Like, you, I mean, it's perfect. He's an American. He's used to this. <laughs> and so as every other place in the world has, there's just 
pigeons everywhere. And so <laughs> I see all these pigeons in this um, in this uh, driveway courtyard. I don't know exactly how to call it. It's just this huge, wide asphalt area that's immediately connected to the road, but no one's there. It, hmm. it, there's no one parking there. There's no one driving through it. It's just this empty space to kind of give it space. Uh, uh, you know, I suppose if they receive some dignitaries or whatever, they would use this space. But anyway, oh, right, it right. connects to the road that goes all the way around it. So Sweet. we saw it on the way in, and then we go all the way around it, and I'm just like, hmm, hmm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And I was like, those pigeons. And so I kept thinking about those <laughs> they pigeons. They look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, and oh. so they they are rodents of the air, as, as someone <laughs> I heard call them. So, um, so I, I told the guys like, Hey, can you, can you go back around over there and, and I'm going to get out and, like, whoa, 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 whoa. and they're just kind of like, what are you doing? Uh, this kind of stuff. And I was like, I, I have an idea. And so, um, I got out and I'm trying to come up close, trying to be really, you know, careful. No pigeons. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whatever. And they, 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 they scurry three feet or, or they scurry two feet away. And I'm just like, I'm not getting the image I want. So I crouched down. I kind of hobbled close a like little bit. Like on your elbows, you're crawling forward? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm squatting. Oh. Uh, so, so you're so, the catcher behind the home plate, and you're just kind of rocking mm-hmm. yes. one foot to foot. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> and so I got close enough. I figured I was okay. And then I'm going to bring a Seinfeld moment back, sort of, where <laughs> yes. remember where, where George was driving in the, in the car, and he thought, sure, that squirrel was going to get out of the way. <laughs> And, and so he almost kills the squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> well, in this one, I was kind of like, okay, I am going to just bolt like crazy. I'm going to run real fast. And if I trip over a pigeon, I'm, I'm there's like 10,000 of them here. So I'm not going to feel too guilty. <laughs> so I did that. I ran just as fast as I could. And a couple hundred of them flew up. And um, oh, he's moving his camera happened. around to show us. Oh, yeah. And so then I squatted right back down again. Yes. And I, awesome. I had the camera on motor drive, fast sort of shutter speed, and just railed them off. And then I did that two or three times. And so I got these pigeons just flying up that's in this awesome. chaos of all these birds yeah, flying. That's cool. Rising above that really cool building of Albert Hall. Yeah. And it just made for a really. Uh, I don't know. I just really liked how that image came together, and uh, it, it, it met the vision that I had. I was like, "Yes, I'm going to get those pigeons flying. You know, whatever it takes, I'm going to get them flying." Uh, but they were not. They they took some encouraging to get flying. That's yeah. hilarious that you had to work that hard to get them to fly because they're so used to people. Right. And then you see in the picture, there's hundreds still. Okay, dozens still sitting there walking yeah. around, and then just dozens can't be in bothered. The yeah. From frame yeah, so, to frame, top to bottom, right to left, pigeons in air. And I'm impressed with how many, from our perspective through Skype, look like they were in focus or at least mm-hmm. not blurry. That was a great shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And then I had an opportunity. Uh, oh, you have to vote first before I go on because I actually have a, a segue from this from this image. But I have to dis- vote now. I'm going to say the first story. First story is the yeah. best story because it's just so <laughs> devastating. <laughs> and they're both yes, really good stories. But the first one, hands down. Yeah. Oh, man. That just – that Abby, that shot with the rainbow is just so good. I'm hoping that when you turn this camera around, you're going to show us the Abby again. It's so good. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to show oh, you this, I like one, this one too. Yeah. Which is so let me get it level for you. This one is so you can have these three images to to put Please. in your show notes. Yes. Um, this one's from La Serena, Chile, mm. where I did the same thing. Nice. So 
Actually, no, I'm sorry. I didn't do the same thing. This one, I laid down on my belly <laughs> and I had a friend with me and I said, okay, I need you over there and I need you running this way. Nice. And he's like, what? I'm not going to do that. I was like, please, <laughs> I want this. I want this image. I need these And so pictures. I've got this fountain behind in the background. I've got some clear blue. Well, not clear, but I've got some uh, vacant sky areas and I got yeah. some trees on the right or left hand side and then pigeons just floating, you know, flying up uh, in the middle there. So again, rattle it off with a motor drive. Uh, pretty much this is the only one I kept. It's the only good one. So it's the mm. only one I have uh, of that series. But yeah, uh, did that in 2008, I think it was, that I was last in Chile. So uh, that was that was a fun shoot. And I, and I thought back, well, I did this uh, with the pigeons there in India. I think I'll do it again. So you know, nice, I'm tempted to nice. do that myself now next chance I get because it looks really cool with the pigeons in flight. Just the boring yeah. pigeons just going around on the ground is not that as not no, cool. No, because that really cool dynamic feel of the image and yeah. motion is always awesome. And, yeah. Love it. Yeah. And if you guys want to see the images that we're talking about, go right now to photogadventures.com forward slash EP98 and you will see the pictures underneath the show notes below there that Kurt Kaiser put together for us. You'll see the pictures at the bottom. Oh, yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, okay, I, I also did this I just thought of another one. I also did this in Krakow, Poland, oh, yeah. where they were along this uh, this metal railing fence, and there wasn't as many of them. But what I decided to do there was still on on uh, motor drive. But what I ended up doing, I got the um, the Wawel Castle is what it's called in the background, and it's at sunrise time, so the lighting is very mm. dynamic. And I convert it to a black and white. And so I just had wide angle and then I just kind of held it out, the camera out in front of me and I was just running along the fence line. And <laughs> cool. so I got these, I got all these um, birds flying up and kind of doing their thing. And then uh, you can see this on my website. If you go to my website at the blog. BrentBergham.com. Uh, BrentBergham.com. Uh, scroll down on, on the blog link uh, to... I thought it was there, but now I'm not seeing it. Oh, it's got a, it's got the wrong uh, feature image. For some reason, it's got a butterfly as the feature image, but it's called Krakow Pigeons. If you if you click on that, and I will fix that feature image so it looks <laughs> normal to you guys, and I will get the images fixed up. I just I I, pull, I pulled that in it's from using from my other yeah. So as we talk about it, but I'm gonna fix it for your listeners so when they see it, they see what they're supposed to see. Awesome. Uh, and then you'll be able to see it too. But I did the same thing. But nice. this one actually ended up having to do a composite to where I brought in five or six frames together to 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 create the vision that I had for it. But cool. uh, and that's the story of the blog post is how that came together with all those different pictures, all those different images. Well, that's cool. That's a really interesting way to make the most of what is kind of drab, probably without mm -hmm. it. And so, just getting a picture, a still picture of just image, image of just pigeons sitting there. Yeah, it's not yeah. that exciting, but having them in no. flight is way cooler. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now hmm. I'm picturing putting a bunch of actual rats on a trampoline and then jumping them <laughs> and seeing yes. them in the sky. Yes. We need to start doing more experiments like that because that sounds terrible fun. Terrible way to treat rats, but I mean, if they're all okay. Everything's okay. There's 10,000 of them. I don't care if I kick them in the head, as, as Brent says. Brent's the pigeon shooter, but not by not with death. Yes. Have you actually kicked a pigeon then running through them? No. Or have they all no. been very they all quick? They'll move enough. They're quick enough. They, yeah. They've been able to move quick enough, and so I am guilt-free. <laughs> nice, and, and I've got and I've got good images to show for it. Nice, 
Well, we don't have a ton of time to talk about it, but we got to mention that if you guys want to go out with Brent to the Chile eclipse, this is a full solar eclipse that's happening next next July in 2019. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can go to brentbergherms.com and see there. There's a big featured link at the very top if you want to look nowhere else. You'll see it right there. Join him on the Chile workshop. And that opportunity is to see the solar eclipse and capture it well with the fact that the Chile eclipse is lower on the horizon. Oh, so yeah, you can get amazing. land. Landmarks in the shot. Yeah. And Brent has an awesome landmark that he got in the shot for his last solar eclipse. And so getting guided by him to take the shot just right and get that. Well, go ahead and explain the stepped shot that you captured and then tell him about yeah. the rest of the trip. You betcha. So this is actually in La Serena where I was back in 2008. So I've been there. Uh, pretty much know what the town is about. It's actually absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh the shot that I got that you're talking about is of a marble obelisk that's here at Whitman Mission. It's a memorial obelisk, so it's just a shaft of, of granite that, or marble or whatever that just shoots up in the air mm. 20, 30-some feet. And so I used that PhotoPills app to know oh, exactly where I needed to stand nice. in order to get that thing aligned up. And then I had my cameras sitting there. I had one zoomed in at 400 millimeters with the filter on it and one uh, wide angle to capture the the wide angle essence of it and so i got it every 15 minutes as that moon was transitioning over the sun and here in southeast washington we achieved 97 percent totality when Mm. we're there in chile we're gonna we're gonna get up to uh we're gonna get to 100 percent totality for about two minutes and 20 seconds don't that's quote a me a long time so of fatality. Awesome. that's awesome but give, don't quote you give, on it. give or take 10 or 15 seconds but uh, it's gonna be oh. it's gonna be a good a good time and so we're gonna actually have a whole day where we're just gonna be looking at and saying okay we know the sun is gonna be there where do we want to be and so we're gonna be looking at some of these different landmarks in town out of town up the hill where there's an observatory and then when we're done with that, we're actually going to do some astro work on the way back to Santiago. And then we're going to fly the next day. So we're not going to even be, this is, this one's the true adventure where I'm really pushing people. The one in mm. Croatia, <laughs> I'm inviting people to slow down a little bit. This is about getting those thoughtful, perfect images, kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. Work on what <laughs> your vision is. And in Chile, it's still certainly about your vision, but we are going to be a little bit more under the gun as it relates to the, the pressure of the schedule. Gotcha. Because on Tuesday night, we're not going to actually stay in a hotel. We have five hours to drive down to Santiago, and then we're going to sleep on the plane as we fly about five or six hours out to Easter Island. That's and then I've got, so awesome. <laughs> I've got three tours planned there with a local tour company. Wow. Uh, they're, just, they're just guides. They're going to provide the transportation. They're going to take us out to the statues. Uh, they're going to take us to the national park. They're going to walk us around the northwest corner of the island. That one will take uh, about a six to eight hour hike. Uh, it's not a treacherous hike. It's fairly level. It's just, just it's going to be a long hike. Yeah. So okay. it, it's going to be a great adventure. And I think people are going to really enjoy their time out there. But mm. what I don't have specifically planned, but it's one of those things in the back of my mind, and that is uh, we'll go to the airport and we'll actually rent maybe a couple of cars if if the listeners or the i should say if the attendees want to rent some cars uh we can go rent some cars and we can go out at night to those statues that are not in the national park because they close the national park at like five or seven or whatever it is (laughs) this is right up our alley and so we'll be able to do a night of as long as it's clear the, the thing that we have to worry about 
is that it's their winter time and so we might not have the clear skies at night or mm, yeah, in the day who true. knows you know if it's during the day my motto is you know if it's raining i don't care you know i just i went to hong kong this last summer holy smokes i got so rained out so many times it was almost discouraging yeah. but i still got mm. i was looking through my images the other day oh i still got some really awesome images i have yet to even share out yet awesome. but <laughs> uh, you can always get good images no matter what the weather and that's sure oh yeah yeah well that's gonna be an awesome opportunity you guys are thinking mm -hmm. about doing it go with brent bergherm and them and get out there and experience it with a guy that knows the area help you with the situation of the language barrier as well as just making sure that you don't miss out on two minutes of totality that sounds oh, yeah. Awesome. Gosh, yeah amazing yeah. <laughs> so if you guys want to follow him or see more of his stuff he's mentioned it enough so i'll just say it for you brent you can follow brent stuff at brentbergherm.com where else can people follow your work and see and learn more about you on the facebook i have the uh the group for my photo workshops so look at brent bergen photo workshops you can also find me at um, my latitude photography facebook group and it's for the listeners it's kind of a nice place to extend the show a little bit and ask questions i'm at the course master photography i'm one of the admins for that group of course as well uh, I have a personal uh, photo page there. So, and then Instagram. I just got. Mm. I, I, I entered the the iPhone eight plus era. Oh fine, yeah. In, mm. in like the last three weeks or so, and I'm loving it. And uh, with a much better camera, and I've been going crazy, sort of <laughs> for me, going crazy on Instagram. So just my nice. name, Brent Bergerm, on Instagram as well. Awesome. Right on. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this. This has been a blast hanging out with you, Brent. It really yeah, has. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you guys were are also on my show. You guys are going to release yours uh, a day or two before I release my episode. But you guys were also on my show. We talked about a bunch of your stuff. So yeah. people come over and listen to that conversation as well. I hope you guys do awesome. Latitude Podcast, yeah. <laughs> we're going to hopefully do more shows as we can talk more about Photog Adventures. So it'll be fun to see how things mm -hmm. are. And uh, I don't know, I just can't wait to talk with more people. It's going to yeah. be a blast. Yeah. So thanks, Brent. Thanks, guys. You if bet. you guys want to um, check out more and learn more about our stuff, go to photogadventures.com as well as join us in patreon.com forward slash Adventures, And you guys can get access to the Monday interview episodes that are started already. So we'll see you guys there. Have a good week. Brent, have a good week in a few Thank months. You. Can't wait until you come and challenge me on my spooning promise because you're going to make it. Seriously, if it's not, if it's, if you the can get the unspooning promise, there, remember yeah, yeah. it's not. Never to touch. Okay. Uh, he'll be <laughs> to able to come for very inexpensive costs. Just fly there, get there, and then we got the rest taken care of. It'd be yeah. a blast to have you out there at Create Photography you Tree. You know, even if I ended up leaving early, it would be a blast just to show up and say hi. That, that would be. be all I have yes. to do. And, yeah. be you awesome. know, with your offer there, it, it's really tempting. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to put that out there. It's really okay. tempting. So okay. <laughs> Sweet, Brent. Thanks, guys. Have a good one and keep getting out there. You have one more week yes. left in Milky Way Photography. And then beyond that, keep doing your own photography. Got to get out there and have a photog adventure of your own. Yep. See you guys. Absolutely.